Welcome to Wolfpack Radio. This is your host, Hurricane Ann, and I'm so happy to have you tune in with us tonight for this special episode titled POTUS, Calls for Patriots to Rise. The Red Kingdom is heading to D.C. And so, without any further ado, let me go ahead and connect you to my co-host, Gunny. He's my battle buddy in real life. Hey, Gunny. Hey, how you doing this evening, Ann? Uh, boy, lots of exciting things going on. Did you catch the news flash uh, that came across maybe an hour ago? Uh, what Trump says he's going to veto the uh, ominous bill, the stimulus uh, bill. He came out there on national TV and said that uh, too much money going to foreign countries and pet projects and this and this and only six hundred. Uh, Bucks for the American people, so he said he's going to veto it, and uh, he wants two thousand dollars for the American, each American people or person else. Yeah, I guess I should say. I actually uh, managed to get a little clip of that right before the show started, and I'll go ahead and play that real quick. And it's that little speech that he came out and said that you're talking about. Let me go ahead and play that. Roger. Real quick. It's only four minutes. Cruelly blocked okay. COVID relief legislation. Throughout the summer, Democrats cruelly blocked. COVID relief legislation in an effort to advance their extreme left-wing agenda and influence the election. Then, a few months ago, Congress started negotiations on a new package to get urgently needed help to the American people. It's taken forever. However, the bill they are now planning to send back to my desk is much different than anticipated. It really is a disgrace. For example, among the more than 5,000 pages in this bill, which nobody in Congress has read because of its length and complexity, it's called the COVID relief bill, but it has almost nothing to do with COVID. This bill contains $85.5 million for assistance to Cambodia, $134 million to Burma, $1.3 billion for Egypt and the Egyptian military which will go out and buy almost exclusively Russian military equipment. $25 million for democracy and gender programs in Pakistan. $505 million to Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama. $40 million for the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., which is not even open for business. $1 $1 billion for the Smithsonian and an additional $154 million for the National Gallery of Art. Likewise, these facilities are essentially not open. $7 million for reef fish management, $25 million to combat Asian carp, $2.5 million to count the number of amberjack fish in the Gulf of Mexico a provision to promote the breeding of fish in federal hatcheries, $3 million in poultry production technology, $2 million to research the impact of downed trees, $566 million for construction projects at the FBI. The bill also allows stimulus checks for the family members of illegal aliens, 
allowing them to get up to $1,800 each. This is far more than the Americans are given. Despite all of this wasteful spending and much more, the $900 billion package provides hardworking taxpayers with only $600 each in relief payments. And not enough money is given to small businesses, and in particular restaurants, whose owners have suffered so grievously. They were only given a deduction for others to use in business their restaurant for two years. This two-year period must be withdrawn, which will allow the owners to obtain financing and get their restaurants back in condition. Congress can terminate it at a much later date, but two years is not acceptable. It's not enough. Congress found plenty of money for foreign countries, lobbyists, and special interests while sending the bare minimum to the American people who need it. It wasn't their fault. It was China's fault, not their fault. I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. I'm also asking Congress to immediately get rid of the wasteful and unnecessary items from this legislation and to send me a suitable bill, or else the next administration will have to deliver a COVID relief package, and maybe that administration will be me, and we will get it done. Thank you very much. Maybe it'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we certainly hope so, but... Uh... Yeah, I love the fire. It seems like the fire's back in our president. Uh, I'm still wondering why he hasn't used the military at this point. Uh, I'm kind of uh, actually stunned by that. But uh, we had General Flynn put out the uh, call to arms last week, and our president did it. And as I said before, uh this is it. There's no little fight on the next time or anything like this. As General Flynn said, this is it. This is the last bastion of freedom. We either stand or we kneel here. And uh, I've been in contact with a lot of good people uh, up north, uh, some uh, brothers uh, and stuff, and uh They've been standing strong in uh, Oregon. Uh, the Patriots got uh, fired on with tear gas and rubber bullets, uh, trying to carry out their constitutional rights there in uh, they the were, state of Oregon. The Capitol, the Salem. Right. right. The in the, well, it's the supposed Capitol, to be a I mean, public Capitol, hearing, right? and they wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was in the Capitol, Oregon, Salem. And uh, it was some kind of uh, meeting they were having that by the uh, Oregon Constitution, the people were allowed to attend, and they told them they couldn't do it and use COVID as an excuse. And uh, uh, that uh, that led to the confrontation. And, uh, of course, the media uh, is describing the Patriots as uh, rednecks and hillbillies and uh, and, and what's wrong with that? That's what we uh, we're not uneducated, but we are rednecks. But I thought I heard on the uh, clip that I listened to, they said they're spraying us with pepper spray. They're spraying pepper spray, and then someone's like, "I sprayed them with bear spray," and then the cops went and run in. <laughs> and I think that's what I heard, unless I misunderstood. But it sounded to me like the Patriots spray. I don't want to spread propaganda, but I the way I understood it, 
was, and I only got to listen to it once, was that the Patriots sprayed him back with bear spray and had him running, and that's how they breached, were able to breach the building. Uh, right, right. So, man, uh, we're real proud of those guys for standing up. I was. There. I was uh, amped. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we've heard uh, we've heard from the guys uh, we've heard from the guys in Montana. They're ready to roll. Uh, uh, Indiana, uh, North Carolina. Uh, uh, oh God, I can't slip uh, in the tongue right now. The other one, but uh, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, those guys are all ready to roll and. Uh, I'm thinking we should wait until the sixth, but uh, with what the president uh, said, uh, if the movement starts east, I'm dropping everything and going. No, we got we got to be there on the sixth. As a matter of fact, I, I had a real interesting. I was kind of like, what's Trump's play on this? You know, I was expecting the military, and then Trump's like, the very day that they're going to be counting and calling the electoral college votes, he tells all the patriots to show up to protest in Washington D.C. And it's going to be wild, and it's going to be wild, be wild, you know. And I told my brother, I said, well, what, what does he mean by wild, you know? I mean, we're from Texas. I'm sure we have a different interpretation than he does, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, be careful what you ask us. But I listened to this uh, guy. I actually pay – we love him so much we pay two two different fees in this household. Uh, my roommate and I could have just shared uh, his website to listen to his uh, – Five days a week, he has uh, these shows. But uh, instead of doing that, we each paid separately because we love this guy so much. And it's X22. It's Dave from X22 Report. He was on YouTube, and they still have some of them on YouTube, but they're all hijacked. But YouTube, uh, he had over like half a million followers, and they kicked him off, and he started his own site. And he plays on – oh, I don't know. I know he's on uh, – uh, let's see. What is it? Uh, and I think he's like on uh, Gab or Brition or maybe uh, Parlor. You can check those places, but it's X-22 Report. And I, I did make a clip, and he had a real interesting take on what he thinks is going on January 6th. Now, it goes a few minutes. Uh, I started, I didn't get, get a chance to edit the tape, so it has a couple of minutes maybe extra on it But uh, because I was running late tonight. But you'll get the gist of it, and you'll enjoy this little short eight-minute video. But uh, I want you all to really listen to this because it kind of puts a different perspective on the Patriots' role. On January 6th, and it makes it kind of pretty cool, Russell. You're going to want to be there for, after you hear this, okay, for real. I know we were already going to be there, but you're going to really want to be there. So if you don't mind, I'm going to play a second <laughs> clip real quick. During yeah, the election, yeah, roll it, roll it. knowing that, wow, all of a sudden I lost, he actually mentioned this way before the elections even happened. He said that if there is mail-in ballots, there's going to be a lot of fraud. There's going to be a lot of cheating. And the elections are not going to go the way you think it's going to go. Now everyone thought, well, he's talking about him. No, he's talking about the deep state, the D's, the invisible enemy. Because since 2018, they've been monitoring all of this. They knew that they were going to use the Constitution from the very beginning. The Constitution is going to push through all the manipulation, all the cheating, and... Trump will be the president after everything is all said and done. Now, will the deep state react to this? Absolutely. They're planning on causing chaos. Remember all those rioters? Remember the post from Q? Yes, they're still planning on this. 
This wasn't for election day. This is when Trump pulls out the Pence card and uses it and follows the Constitution. This is when the deep state, the invisible enemy, go into overdrive. Remember, this is their last chance, and I'm talking about the deep state, to regain control because the patriots have control. And they're going to do everything they possibly can. Remember when Pelosi was talking about dragging Trump out of the White House? Well, they might try to make a move, which would be insurrection. They, were, they weren't talking about it during the election day, right after the election, the day after or so. They were talking about removing Trump from office when Pence and the Constitution show that Biden didn't win. This is when they're going to try to make their move on the White House. Does it mean it's going to succeed? No. The Patriots know the plan already. They know the playbook. Actually, you can see that they're panicking. Look at Alec Baldwin. He tweeted this out. Who arrests Trump if he refuses to concede? Who drags him out? Pepper spray, cuffs, a knee on the neck, cutting off his oxygen. Does he wheeze? I can't breathe. Just wail away on him like a piñata. Ronnie King style. The thug who has destroyed the country. What does he deserve? Think about what they're saying here. This is what they want to happen. Not just Alec Baldwin, but the rest. Because they know that if Trump stays in office, which he's going to, they're done for. This is why they will use everything they have to go after him. And yes, will they try to make a run on the White House? I do believe so. This is why January 6th is so important. I think this is why Trump has called people down to D.C. Remember when everyone went down to D.C. and there were like hundreds of thousands of people there? Well, Antifa and the rest, they didn't do anything. There were too many people. They, they couldn't because they're, not, they're the uh, minority. When the crowds dispersed, that's when they came out of the shadows. When there was one, two, three or four people around. That's when they came out. But when there were so many people like this, they didn't dare do anything. I do believe that Trump is telling the people, come down to D.C. We need millions of people there. First, it's going to show the deep state. We voted for Trump. We did not vote for Biden. The people have spoken. It was a landslide. And having this number of people there, it's going to counter what the deep state is trying to do. If nobody showed up on January 6th, what do you think the deep state was going to do? I'm talking about George Soros, the invisible enemy. They were going to push their Antifa thugs to destroy or to attack the White House. And yes, they have them standing by. They're also going to go after all those people that have been helping Trump. They're making a list. Actually, Rudy Giuliani tweeted this out. I'm proud to be number one on Biden vindictive government list. Sounds like the DOJ anti-Trumpers can't wait for Biden to make DOJ the government secret police like they were under Obama. They want to seize my emails. No reason. No wrongdoing. Attorney-client privilege. Well, they don't care about that. They don't care about the laws. They do believe they're above the laws. And we can see this is what they're pushing. They're going to go after every single person that was with Trump. Now, do the patriots know this? Of course they do. They know their entire playbook. 
they know there's going to be an insurrection. They know that these individuals are going to try to have a coup, a coup d'etat. And this is why Q has been talking about the military. Does this mean the military is going to be all over the United States? No. It's going to be in D.C. stopping those individuals that are trying to get Trump or burn down the White House, drag him out, whatever they're going to do. This is why Abraham Lincoln, during the Civil War, suspended the writ of habeas corpus. This was to get those individuals that were trying to overthrow the government at the time during the Civil War. And he only did it in select areas. I do believe this is what Trump and Dan Scavino that tweeted out these pictures is talking about. And we'll have to see how that all plays out. But what's very interesting is that Michael Tracy pointed this out, that in the omnibus bill, it shows something very interesting. It says, so interesting, this is what he tweeted out, so interesting that Congress snuck into it into its behemoth COVID omnibus bill, a declaration of the 2020 Belarus presidential election as fraudulent on eerily similar grounds as the current U.S. president is declaring the 2020 U.S. presidential election to have been fraudulent. So in this, <laughs> this bill says the following. On August 9, 2020, the government of Belarus conducted a presidential election that was held under undemocratic conditions that did not meet international standards involved government malfeasance and serious irregularities with ballot counting and the reporting of election results, including early voting ballot stuffing, ballot burning, pressuring poll workers, and removing bags full of ballots by climbing out of windows, included restrictive measures that impeded the work of local independent observers and did not provide sufficient notice to the leading opposition candidate. Well, think about that for a second. Isn't that what happened here in the United States? And this is in the bill. They just described it. Now, what's very interesting is that during this whole entire thing, Trump, he is getting a fantastic view of the board. He can see who's been playing a role, who's with him, who's not with him. And this is very important because as we move forward, he needs to see who he can trust and who he can't trust. And the best way to do this is to have some type of crisis, to have some type of an event. The election was an event. The mainstream media and everyone else is saying that Biden won. And look at the, all the individuals coming out who were rhinos, who said they were with Trump. They're all saying concede, oh, Biden's the winter, Trump the winner. Trump can see this very, very clearly. Even those people that he helped get elected, they've, they've turned on him. Okay, we should be back on the air now. Uh, wow, that's pretty intense, isn't it? I, the last thing uh, wasn't so much about uh, being in December on January 6th, but it was really important with the – we know what's going on with this color revolution and the stimulus bill, which is also relevant to what's going on today. But, yeah, what do you think about what uh, Dave had to say? Uh, I found it very interesting. Uh, of course, you know, we've known about their plan. Uh, on the White House for months now and stuff, and uh, uh, as you were saying, that's been pretty much been put on hold because they think they've stolen this election. Uh, and I think I would agree with him for the most part that 
we need Patriots to go to uh, D.C. to be there on the 6th to stand tall for our president and uh, defend our Constitution. That's the only way uh, any of this is going to uh, last. And I think he's pretty much correct on most of it. I think most of the problem will be in the uh, major cities, kind of like what he was talking about with uh, Lincoln back during the Civil War. And that's exactly what Trump needs to do, and he needs to turn the military loose. Of course, we know that... uh, the FBI and the CIA are out of any kind of intel loop. Uh, that stuff's going uh, directly through uh, Miller now. He was the white hat, undoubtedly white hat, my good guy. So uh, I think what's happening is true. You know, you and I discussed it uh, before the show today and stuff like that. We're going to be there on the 6th, uh, and uh, we're going to do whatever is necessary to uh, stand up for our country and protect our children, our grandchildren's uh, futures. Uh, I mean, it's, and if you kind of watch what the Democrats have been doing, I haven't really heard anybody speak on this, but if you kind of watch what the Democrats have been doing and stuff, you've been hearing a little bit more about Hunter Biden's laptop and this and that. Uh, they're already starting to plan how they're going to remove Joe. So Kamala uh, in the presidency. So you kind of got to keep an eye on that. Uh, and as we've been saying for months, and these people are desperate. This is their last shot. Uh, they've been exposed. Uh, and if they can't pull this off, they're going to hang. So they, these are very, very desperate people we're dealing with. So everybody needs to keep that in mind. Uh, and like I said, for the most part, I agree with what he had to say. Uh, do you? Yes, that's why I I recorded it, and I, but that's why I follow him. So every day I have to find out what's going on. He helps me, helps keep me balanced. But some of the things that he said, I want to talk about. I'm trying to turn on the light. I know I can't see anything. Um, one of the things that he talked about. Okay, so on the sixth is when the electors are going to be doing the electoral college, right? We have the during electors coming up. Well, with millions of patriots there screaming, fight for Trump, fight for Trump, don't you think maybe that psychologically, and you have to remember that my three degrees are in mental health, although I'm not a psychiatrist, but I think that mentally, them having this visual and the sound seeing and hearing, you know, and probably feeling the damn ground shake from the Patriots roar. It's the Patriot Party, the new Patriot Party. Uh, they're going to know that we are not the minority. Antifa is the minority. We are the majority, and the world is watching. And their fake news, lamestream media that has been keeping people in a matrix believing that these lefties are the majority are going to be exposed big time on January 6th. Another thing that he said, but I think the electors will be, if they were on the fence and you know or something, would be more easily swayed by having our support there as well. Now, right. as far as uh, Trump saying, I've, I've been hearing chatter that you know he is going to not accept the the results if they you know don't go our way on the electors, right? Right. Uh, then they had planned uh, on literally, and I mean you're literally having Nancy Pelosi and all these movie stars and everyone else 
call to literally physically harm our president and drag him out of the White House, which he's still our president until January 20th, whether they like it or not. That's just you know, stupid, right? But uh, right. if you notice that he said that the militants, their militants are there. They are staged. They are on standby. These are operators on standby. And a lot of, I don't think a lot of people don't realize that these Antifa that are going to be there are not just some little punk kids in their mommy and daddy's basement. These are militants from other countries, many that have trained with ISIS, that have even – Intel is saying they have rocket launchers. So they're very savvy. They have a lot of money, just like this stimulus bill they're trying to pass now. They, they have so much money because that's where they get it from. You know, It's like we the people… Right. Let them take our money to pay people like this. You know, everybody blames George Soros for a lot of it, but a lot of it, a lot of this fat in these bills, our money is paying these punks, and they plan on right. coming out and pulling out the president, but with us in uh, numbers there, you know, that will can stop that, which that's really cool to be a part of. Uh, right, and, you right. know, and there's a really well, good possibility think, uh, that we'll pack radio. Uh, Gunny and, and myself have. Had serious discussions today about actually going there ourselves, uh, Wolfpack Radio. So, and be live on the ground. Now, I want to just go ahead and disclose right from the very beginning. I've had a, some my family members. Oh, by the way, I'm almost over the Rona, y'all. I mean, I am over the Rona. I'm out of quarantine. Everyone's out of quarantine. We're back on with our live shopping, being around people, you know. So, yay, we're well. My whole family had Rona, in case you didn't know. Yeah. But my mom got was really sick, and she got off a ventilator. She's doing better. But today, my little nephew's 30 years old. Uh, he had been in the hospital, and he's been he has a, a bunch of health issues, and he doesn't have corona. But he uh, he started having real bad problems breathing, and they put him on a ventilator. And his name is Nick Nickel, and he's almost like a second child to me. So it's very upsetting. So uh, it, and my mother's still in the hospital as well. So I don't, I feel so sorry for my sister going through this. But uh, if y'all get it, if y'all pray, my mom's name is Janie, and my nephew's name is Nico, and my stepdad is also just got out of the hospital. Kenneth, he's very sick. Please pray for them, and uh, also my friends uh, Johnny Dempsey and his wife. Pray for them. They were they're so sweet and really good friends of mine. So, uh, anyways, so I plan on going to D.C. But with my nephew on a bit later, I, you know, I'm always going to put my family first in that situation. But uh, Hopefully everything will be fine, and I'll be able to go up there because this is going to be an opportunity of a lifetime for me to run with my captain uh, to D.C., which I've never been to D.C. I've been all over the South, all over the West, all over in Middle America, but I've never been to any Yankee states. No offense, people. I love Yankees. My president's a Yankee. My roommate's a Yankee. But I'm just saying that literally my, my southern feet have never been scorched on Yankee soil. Now, to me, D.C. is Yankee soil. <laughs> so, I'm busting <laughs> yeah. my cherry. I'm busting my cherry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's scary uh, in a way. Look, this is gonna be. This is uh, you know, and I know I'm repeating myself, but I, it's very, very important. I think that people understand what an important part of history that they have an opportunity to take care of. No one, no one since our forefathers has had to stand up against this kind of tyranny at home, okay? We find ourselves in the exact same spot that our forefathers did back in uh, 1776. 
either you're going to live under a tyrant or you're going to be free men. And our government is rogue. Uh, it's systemically corrupt. Uh, these people think they own and run the country. And they don't consider us to be anything more than a uh, worker drone collateral against this huge national debt that they keep running up. And ladies and gentlemen, please, if you love your country, if you're an able-bodied man, woman, uh, now is the time for uh, all good men and women to come to the aid of their country. This is it. This is a big rodeo. Uh, there's either we either go back to running our country and living under the Constitution, or we all take a knee. There is no sitting on the fence anymore. Uh, you're on one side or the other, and uh, please, please stand up for your country. Yeah, I wonder. It's going to be really strange. Uh, okay, when we get to, when we go to DC, like I don't even know. I have to do some research because I don't even know if it's legal for us to travel there with our if our license or get through other states. And I, and it's really sad in this day and time that we have to worry more about being innocent and being set up because you know there's so many corrupt officials out there, and that's really sad, isn't it? We are kind well, of yeah. they would not, they would love to set up a key supporter or you know someone on a show or right winger. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. But uh, uh, it's not all put together yet. I uh, can't divulge a lot of it. But uh, there's rally points uh, being picked out and uh, made now for people uh, heading northeast uh, from wherever they are east, uh, depending on their location. Uh, but we get together, and uh, there's strength in numbers, and we're going to meet up rally, at a rally point, and we're going to roll in military convoy style. And, uh, you know, uh, we're not, we're not going to be intimidated by roadblocks. We will deal with those as we uh, have to. And, uh, you know, uh, nobody in the world would rather see everybody go home safe and sound. Uh, you know, that's the main objective of any mission, to get your mission done and get everybody home. And I think that we can do this just like Iceland did. They surrounded their capital, and they did not budge. They did not give an inch, and they stayed there and demanded uh, until the corrupt officials stepped down. And many members of the government went to jail. The banksters that were involved in a lot of that kind of stuff went to jail. And they took their country back. And uh, that's where we are right now, ladies and gentlemen. You, you sitting there, if you've been following what's going on and what you're feeling in your heart about what you have to do that you have no choice but to do, that's how our forefathers felt so many years ago. And uh, it's uh, it's kind of ominous. It's kind of exciting. Uh, uh, and you know, it's uh, it's it's just uh, I'm not quite sure the other word I'm looking for there, Anne. But 
you know, it's just something that has to be done, and this is what fate history has dropped in our lap, and uh, this is is our opportunity to be the uh, next greatest generation ever by preserving the last bastion of freedom, you know. Some crazy times we live in. I can't believe we're even having to sit here and discuss going out of state, which all my listeners know that I have always had to stand where I don't really want to. Now, I did buy an t- uh, airplane ticket to go be with little boy, but that was different. I was going to Soul Pack Radio, and it got canceled, but long story, another show. But uh, normally, I do believe that militia should just stay in their own state. I believe that militia is the the last line of defense for our community, and that if we're elsewhere, we can't defend our community. And so I've always had a real stand on that. Now, I also have never really liked to go to rallies, even though all of my militia brothers love to go to rallies. I do not like to go to the rallies. I feel like a target. I just don't like it. We can't shoot them. I mean, what, what good does it do? You know, I mean, we have to be unchambered, you know, right? I mean, it's crazy. So I don't it's just like, that's just a waste of my time because <laughs> what are we just we're just staging, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's closing. I don't like it, but my, my militia brothers love it. And every time that we go to rallies and stuff, we always have our ARs or our 40. It's just part of how we are. I mean, it's not like we're, I don't even think nothing of it. It just feels so natural to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's like carrying a purse for a girl, another girl, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just, <laughs> it's so familiar. Yeah, you know I mean, what I'm saying? And the thought of being in Washington without a weapon uh, you know, it's really kind of just like to me. It's a little. It's almost a little overwhelming. It's how I felt before I went to Australia. You know, that same sense of like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I don't go anywhere unarmed. I don't go anywhere unarmed. So that's all I got to say about that. But uh, no, I agree with you on what you were saying. Uh, and about the militia. Uh, that's it, man. That's, you know, last line of defense, protecting your community, your town, you know, uh, the people you love. Uh, but this is a very different time we find ourselves in uh, right now. You know, uh, we're looking at not being attacked by another country or something like that, but we're looking at... Uh, Treason and subversion from uh, our own government, and and uh, I mean we have no choice. I I feel like I let me rephrase that. I feel like I don't have a choice because uh, General Flynn did his call for arms. Our president did today, and uh, they're asking Americans to stand up and fight. And by the oath I took, that's what I've got to do. So. I don't know how other people look at it, but I do agree with you that it does feel a little out of place to be traveling somewhere else, you know, because like you said earlier, militia is about defending uh, your community, the last line of sense between, you know, the bad guys and your home and the people you love and stuff. This is a little bit of an extraordinary event. Yeah, but I I did find a solution to this problem, Russell. Okay, Okay. Or Denny, I guess I should say I doxed you, sorry. All right, so um, I had forgotten about this, and it came to my mind two things. One, in high school, I was on the precision drill team, okay? 
It was a precision dance drill team, and it was also a flag corps, okay? Now, I was really good with that. And then later on in life, after I started militia, I ended up taking a bunch of private stick fighting classes, all right? And it's badass, okay? It's badass what you can do with a stick. And I got to thinking about those flags that everybody carries around in D.C., and I'm like, ooh, we can modify our flagpoles so we can defend ourselves using that. Like with the stick, we'd have to have it the right length, you know, so that you can move, be still move around and be like effective if you were defending yourself and blocking, but or disarming someone, you can disarm someone with that. If you know how to do it, and uh, easily. Like if somebody put out a gun, you can disarm them with that stick very easily. And so I thought that was probably an ideal. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I, like I said, uh, I really don't think, uh, I don't know, uh, yeah, I don't like the idea of being unarmed uh, at all, uh, but uh, anyway, whatever but can it takes. I, can I ask you another question, too? Like, I mean, I know that the listeners are probably going to think, man, these people are weirdos, all right? Because <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I, I know I don't think, like... Like a lot of women, all right, but at least I'm consistent, right, Russell? I mean, uh, getting I'm consistent, yes, right? Yes, you are. So uh, <laughs> I'm very consistent. But <laughs> earlier, I was think I was actually kind of visualizing being there in this giant. I was looking at the pictures, and I was picturing us just being in this giant wave of thousands and thousands of Trump supporters screaming and holding flags. But then all of a sudden, I had another visual, and in this visual, you and I were dressed extremely gray man, and we were on the outside – Kind of on flanking them, looking in and watching our six. You know, I was like <laughs> scouting out the area. You know what I mean? Because we are entering dangerous, hostile area. And in my recon of DC, what I've discovered in my investigation is, even though I am extremely blue lives matter, I support our law enforcement officers. However, the DC law enforcement officers are dickheads. Have you seen some of these dirty moves that they're pulling on these uh, people at the rallies? They're blocking them and forcing them to go through Antifa to get out. Oh, yeah. They are unfriendly. They're very unfriendly to the Trump supporters. Well, you know, and and I've always been a big supporter of law enforcement, and I am. I still support constitutional. With everything that. They're going to have to make a choice, you know, and I, I know that's going to make some people go, what the hell is that? No, they're either going to stand with the American people and the Constitution, or they're going to stand against us to protect their mayor, governors, whatever the case may be. And uh, I'm sorry, if they choose that side, they'll have to be designated as enemy combatants. And then we have the disadvantage that we don't know the landscape. We don't know the hiding spots. We don't know where the best place to go for protection is, you know, alleys. We don't know shortcuts to get back to our vehicle. There's a very unfamiliar uh, uh, terrain, and country folk like you and I really like that. (laughs) You know, we like to know every little inch of our terrain, right? Right. And it gives you that home turf advantage, right? Right. And that's, I mean, I want to protect, protect our president, and I want to be there for this historic moment and save him from dragging him out of the White House. But, uh, on the, uh, but there's another part of me that says, I just don't know 
how safe this is, to, for, you know, or how logical it really is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm kind of like, uh. But you said that we might right. get to the Proud Boy rally, right? Well, uh, the Proud Boys are supposed to be there on the 16th. So I don't know what kind of crowd they draw. Uh, to, we're doing everything we can to get the word out there. And uh, I think the numbers that show up might surprise a lot of people. Yeah, my, bro- my brother has to work out on the old rig, and he's kind of doesn't have a lot of choice about things. And he's just sick that he can't be there. You know, he wants to be there. <laughs> Oh gosh, I feel so bad for him. Bless his heart. His name is Barry. Yeah, he's a talking about Barry. Yeah, he's a badass. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We would have been so safe with him since he's like six foot seven. He could gave his directions for like a mile. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Seen above all that That's stuff. That's right. Yeah, we'll, uh, People don't uh, play. Kind of look up and go, uh, hey. Yeah, I'm definitely going. Probably don't get me in a world of shit at work, but you know what? You got to put freedom and uh, liberty before anything else because uh, they have their way. There's not going to be many jobs to go around. Everybody's going to be working at a government factory. Right. It's uh, We're looking at some serious... America's in trouble. People, people aren't... Uh paying attention, but what I am paying attention to is the fact that our president is not conceding, and he's fighting, and uh, I get, for the first time, the corona, I think, made me weaken a little bit on my resolve, and I got a little bit weak for a minute there, and I'm always the rah-rah, follow the plan, trust the plan, never get up, and I never, I never, uh, you know, skip out on the president, I'm always 100%, but the last couple of days, I've been like about 90%, because I'm like, if he doesn't step up right freaking now, I'm going to hate his guts forever. Because it pisses me off because he knows, and I've been texting. I've been – well, not texting, but I've been tweeting him nonstop, almost like a stalker. I don't yeah. want to be, but I, I always do that, good and bad. I tell him how much I love him. I'm praying for him you know, because he's my buddy. That's why I always tweet. He never answers me, but that's okay. Um, he used to before he got to be famous like this, you know, before he was a POTUS. But, uh, yeah. I told him, I, and this one of his last tweets, I'm like, look, you know that your family will never be saved. Your wife? And your children will never be safe unless this deep state is eradicated. And now they're coming; they're going to be coming after us, and we're not going to be safe unless you do something. So get off your ass and call the ball, you know? Yeah. Do, do it, POTUS. You know, it's like, I'm getting really frustrated with him, and then I'm like, I will hate his guts forever if he sets us up like this and has these bastards coming after us, you know? I mean, God, I'll be pissed. Because I haven't never doubted him ever, and I don't doubt him now. I believe in him. But if, if, oh. and, but you know, I would really hate for this to be one of the few times that I'm actually really wrong. You know, I really want to be right on this one. Yeah, I tell you, so do I, uh, and so does America. I guarantee you that. <laughs> Did you see that today, where Israeli government collapsed? They're having to have new no. elections. No, yeah, no, I'm because not, I, haven't, I, I haven't been able to watch the news because, one, we had corona, and I couldn't even – well, we don't even have the news anyway, so it doesn't matter, but I couldn't do any research because I felt like my brain was prying, and I kept wanting to do a show, but I couldn't focus enough to do the research, and my brain is just now stop, stopping frying from this corona, and then I also, even though we were sick and we were in quarantine, we felt 
pretty decent that during the day. It was mornings and nights that make you the sickest for some. I guess the med- medicine kicks in during the day, you know, and the coffee. Yeah. So we actually did some projects, and we got all of our uh, first thing that we did was I put all the Christmas presents off to the very bitter end, okay? And I took all my Christmas money and the money I'd put back to go to Las Vegas, and I bought groceries, all right? So I bought like a thousand dollars canned goods alone, you know. And then we cleaned up the entire pantry, organized it, rotated all the food. Did an inventory and, you know, started working on water. So tomorrow we're doing more water. And the, uh, a few days ago, we uh, went out there. I think it was like – it's been, a, what, about three or four days ago. We went out. We got all the good flashlights out, which is quite a bit, and check, did all the battery checks on them, got all the rechargeable batteries charging, got all the solar pa- battery things we got charging, you know, got more fixed up and ready to go for the next batch that we fill up, you know. So we got all that organized, and then we went and got all of our propane uh, – Stoves, our camp stoves, our little butane stoves, put them all together, did an inventory on the propane and butane, ordered more supplies, already got them in the mail, got them set up with matches and lighters and kerosene lamps. So we've been working on getting that together. Put together a shit ton of dog food. I don't know how much, but it's a lot, okay? So I got like at least three giant bags, four or five. I think I got about five bags of dog food, about two or three bags of cat food. Still working on these are big bags, you know? So I stocked up yeah. some on that. And uh, so we've been just, like, washing all the blankets, making sure everything's done like that. Uh, any kind of solar lights that we have, we've got to charge it up and, you know, batteries, you know, flashlights, whatever, they're solar charging. And I'm fixing to re- rotate out the water again with the big water barrels and get that nice freshened up. Talked up on the bleach and stuff like that. Got all the – we organized all of them. So we were all in quarantine, my roommate, my husband, and myself, you know. We uh, did all the medicine, all the stockpile medicines and uh, into-the-world medicines. Organized that, put it all together, band-aid gauze, trauma kits, gunshot wound kits, <laughs> all that stuff that you made mm-hmm. me sit through. How many classes, how many classes, how many hours did you make me sit through? So you should be proud of me for this, Gunny. I'm proud that you taught me this. From the very beginning when I didn't even know barely what IFAC was, and my IFAC looked more like a first aid kit when you first got a hold of me, to now yeah. I literally have this setup where I have every kind of combat wound. I've got stuff for the IVs. I've got Oh man, I got it. I don't know how to use a lot of it, but a lot of it I do for the covering up the wounds on the lungs, and uh, I've even got the little needle things that go into between the ribs, you know, to let the air. Yeah, yeah. And uh, right. the stuff to go down your nose. A lot of it I don't know how to use, but a lot of it I know how to do enough, you know. And uh, I've got all the braces and splints and clot, and but y'all got me. Get, y'all had me get everything, and so I'm really prepared for that. My family's in really good shape. And uh, but yeah, you taught me some good classes, you know. I mean, I was a I was green, huh? <laughs> I was really green when I got around you. Oh yeah, man. I was uh, yeah. I mean, and I mean that was good for everybody though, man, because we all need those refresher courses once in a while and uh, to run through it and practice that stuff too, because uh, it's like anything else. If you don't do it pretty regularly, you tend to let some of it slip away from you. Uh, my favorite thing is I've cut way down on my range time because finding ammo I don't, I don't right now is very now. easy. Yeah. Huh? I don't want to go to the range and waste my bullets right now. But I have plenty, but still, I'm, I'm cheap. You yeah. know? I don't want to pay these high prices. I haven't bought bullets yeah. in two years probably, but I didn't need to because I was already, thanks to you, training me. I was stockpiled. Appreciate that. <laughs> I haven't had to do this. <laughs> So I've been in pretty good shape, so I think I'm pretty good, you know. But I mean, yeah, I still I'm pretty good. Over I ran into the yeah, cops yesterday in 
I ran into the cops yesterday at Academy at the sports store, and they were standing uh-huh. there by the counter. There was two of them. And I walked up to the guy at the counter, and I said, excuse me. I said, sir, do you got any dragon breath? I think that's what it's called, dragon fire or dragon breath. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, ammo? I said, yeah, for my 12-gauge. And uh, that cop says, you like that stuff? I said, I love that stuff. He said, I've never seen what it, uh, good it was. You're just uh, shooting up, and he listed the chemical, you know. All you're doing is shooting, shooting at that, you know. And uh, I was like, and I'm a redneck. You got anything else better to do during quarantine? <laughs> I said, I said, just like we all love Tannerite, you know it's pretty worthless, but we rednecks love it. <laughs> like, yeah. He goes, yeah. you know, you actually have a pretty good point. <laughs> I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. right. I said, I had to buy three twelve gauges just for that ammo for that dragon red dragon fire, you know. <laughs> and they laughed. <laughs> uh, so it was kind of funny. And I just wanted to share that on the line because all right, why not? <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, man. Uh, it's been interesting uh, just watching. Uh, I mean, I guess everybody's panic buying again because uh, stores here around me and stuff—they've been running out of stuff. And <coughs> so I don't know what's going on there and stuff. And then there's—I uh, keep hearing that there's going to be a big trucker uh, strike and stuff, but. Uh, I don't know. It, that stuff's faded away, again, so I don't know whether that's actually going to happen or not. Uh, right now, I'm just waiting and watching to see what's going to happen. Uh, the sixth is a big day, and then uh, what is it that when Congress uh, confirms the election? Isn't that like the thirteenth or the fourteenth? Uh, I thought it was the January. Oh, it's all on the day. Okay. Uh, right. I like, the 14th is one of the days, isn't it? I heard that number floating that, around. Yeah, that's what I thought, too, 13th or 14th. But I, to be honest so, with you, I'm uh, about brain dead on all these damn numbers. I've been watching them in numbers and counting and votes. And I know one thing. The, the Constitution just pretty much focuses on the 20th. That's yep. really all that matters. That it is. That it is. So. Anyway, I think we're going to be. Uh, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, I think there's going to be enough people stand up to get this done. Uh, at least I hope there will be. I guess we're fixing to find out uh, who's in the fight, who's the Lord warriors, huh? I guess so. I guess yeah. so. I really hope that I get to go. I, I plan on going, but with my nephew being sick like this, it's kind of always a possibility that I won't be able to. But I'm hoping I can because I really want to do this, and it's the first time that I've ever really wanted to go and do something. But I always said that if President Trump called for us, I will be there, and I'm a person of my word, so I really need to be there. I want to be there, and uh, you know, there, yeah, there's a lot of things going through my head. Like, okay, I know that we've trained on doing convoys, so I feel very confident in our convoy skills and our communication skills because we've trained on this. We know what to do, and then once we get there, it's a little concerning because I really feel like the the, uh, the videos that I've watched, it seems to me like so you have a crowd of people, right? And during the morning, it's fairly safe. But then as the evening goes, the people break up and they some people walk off and it's like they're going to a restaurant or something or they had this fake uh, just 
false sense of security, you know. And so they walk off, and maybe they start off with the crowd, but it might dissipate just a little bit here and there. And they're looking for a restaurant, and then they get isolated a little bit, and that's when they get attacked. Or they're going to their vehicles, you know, and they get separated, and they it's, they stay a little bit longer maybe because they went in eight or something, you know. And it seems like that's right. when they get attacked also. So I think those would be some really bad strategies for us to do while we were there. And I think that we should use our tactical skills and our the things we've been trained in to not set ourselves up to get you know, attacked, but hey, somebody is actually calling in. Okay. Hello, caller. Welcome to Wolfpack Radio. Hi. Uh, my name is John. I, I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on uh, Trump vetoing that stimulus bill. Isn't that incredible? I, 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 I love it. I love that he did that. Uh, and I actually read, uh, well, I didn't read it. I don't think anyone could read a $6,000, uh, I mean, 6,000-page bill in how many hours did they give him in one day? Just an afternoon, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had from the afternoon to 8 p.m. today to read that 6,000, almost 6,000-page 6, bill. And, I, well, there are some people on Twitter that was going through the, the, the bill and then highlighting the point. But a lot of that was total BS. I mean, well, why would the United States give all this money to all these other countries? And then in the end, just give $600 to the people. We've been in quarantine now. Six, has it been six months since the last stimulus bill? I mean, the last stimulus check? That, so $600 is basically a slap in the face to everybody. Uh, I'm glad that Trump was like, you know, I'm not having this. You guys are going to have to redo. I'm fine this. Especially with all the, the, the BS that they put in there. I was just wondering your guys' opinion on the whole thing. Well, I don't know if it's uh, politically correct or ladylike to say the word pussy, but I think these congressmen were being a bunch of pussies by even allowing this vote to go through without that bill being read. It's irresponsible for yeah. them to do that. It's very irresponsible. It's careless. It's irresponsible, and it's – you know what? It's It's a – I think it's a crime against humanity. I think it's a crime against us for them to be that irresponsible and passing this kind of bullshit of our money. And so you're wondering why we're giving this money to these other countries. Picture this, okay? Say that I want to give you some money, right, and I want some money. So I use Russell as a broker or Gunny's broker. So I say, okay, Gunny, I'm going to give you $10 billion, and you say, okay, I'm going to use it for humanitarian efforts, which never happens. And instead, he keeps a billion off the top and gives you your – percentage and giving back my money, and then we have our money that we can distribute where we want. So it's a Ponzi scheme. So they're not – you know, they're all getting big cuts off this money. Guarantee you that. And it is not in our best interest. They don't give a damn about us. And they're going to give illegal aliens even more than American citizens. What the hell? What yeah, the hell kind 18. of world are we living in? Well, yeah, that was like the illegal aliens get like up to $1,800 in your American citizen was going to get to 600 but what you have to understand and i hope most people realize this that number they threw out there if there is nothing else that has happened through all of this that made you stop and go what in the exact f is wrong with these people that should have been it they just told you how worthless and how little they think of you, me, our caller, everyone else. That was absolutely an insult of the worst uh, kind. Uh, uh, they, 
they think, well, Fed was $600. That's a lot of money to the peasants. So let them eat cake. You know, uh, I just absolutely, I, no, I didn't get any money off the first one, and I won't get any money off this next one that happened because uh, before this hit, I was above the uh, uh, level, the cutoff level, right? And uh, that's something else. They're going on your last tax return and stuff. Well, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who made a uh, bucket of money in 2019 that have been sitting there and, uh, uh, you know, rubbing two sticks together to try to start a fire now. Uh, I mean, it's the biggest joke and slap in the face to the American public uh, that uh, they've come up with for a while. And it's just uh, it's insulting. It should tell you everything that you need to know about what these people think of us as American citizens. And uh, it's, it's, it's time for a full reset. It just has to be done. You know, six hundred dollars to me. I'm I'm sorry. Um, uh, real quick. Yeah, six, I'm sorry. Six hundred dollars to me is a a lot of money, but for six months of quarantine and all these businesses going out of business and people just not working for six months, six hundred dollars is a slap in the face. I mean, six hundred dollars for six months. You break it down. That's like what fifty cents a day or something. I don't know. It's just not enough. There are people are behind in rent. The, their restaurants that are going out. Of, I, I'm seeing major companies like Staples going out of business. How does a Staples go out of business? But, the, the, I mean, all these companies are going out of business because of these quarantines. And and uh, it's ridiculous to what me that now, now they're saying, I'm in New York, the worst state you could be in right now. Oh, my God. I don't I'm know. so sorry for y'all. I'm so sorry yeah. for y'all. I, I know y'all tried to fight. As y'all tried to fight it. I saw everybody on the bridge and people fighting at the Trump uh, building. And so, yeah, I feel so bad for you. I've been praying for New York. My friend is running. My friend Derek calls in on the show a lot, and he's actually running for governor of New York. He's a black conservative, and he is strong, and he is fixing to take y'all's governor out. Yeah, we got another uh, – I think it's another two years before we vote this this idiot out. I'm, But the problem with New York is it's so mafia-ran that it's hard to overcome the, this, this corruption. It's so deep in, in New York here. I, I don't know if you can beat this idiot formal guy that we have. I mean, it's so mafia ran here. I, I don't know. It's hard for me to say that it's possible that to beat this, unless everybody stands up. The only way we could, I personally think that we could fight all this corruption that has been shown I mean, it's been here. We all knew it, but no one showed us it until Trump became president, and he brought it out. I mean, a lot of people know names like Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Schumer, and now now idiots like uh, like um, who's Governor Newsom and, and Cuomo. All these people are coming out, and then we're seeing it now. Even like China, we're starting to see Xi, the the the. I don't know if he's a president, but what do we call him, the big guy in China? We're starting to see this deep state, this corrupt, this uh, uh, elite group of corrupt officials in front of us now. It's not, it's not a, a hidden talk anymore. It's, it's actually brought to light. And I, I, <laughs> the only way we can stop all this is if we all stand together. That's the only way. And it's hard for us to stand together when we have the media 
all this well, bias think in the you, media. I think you're exactly right, caller. Yeah, uh, right. You know, the, 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 the corruption is so systemic to all of it. The only way we can do anything about it uh, is to stand together. And, uh, you know, this is our country. We don't work for the government. We're not enslaved to the government. We're not their uh, peasants. And these people look down their noses at us. Uh, and they know what's good for us better than we do. And, you know, it's just, uh, uh, I think this time has run its time. Uh, and it's not just here. People all over the world are waking up. There was big uh, riots in Paris that, uh, you know, mainstream media did very little to no coverage on. The same thing in Germany. People have had enough of this uh and I don't know if you were listening earlier, but uh, uh, our guys there in Oregon, uh, they stood up uh, there against uh, the elitists at their state capital in Salem. Uh, that turned into quite a confrontation. Uh, people are done, you know. And but, you know, this uh, is our cut. I would, I would just – I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you were closing. No, you're good. Uh, go, I'll, go, I'll go. Call her for a mile. New York. I, I really would like to know some things about what's going on in New York right now, because uh, it's uh, I, you know I didn't. That's really heavy. What you're saying about this uh, mafia running this whole state. I guess that kind of left me. My, I guess I knew that, but it just seems so foreign from someone in Texas to be even visualize what you're actually talking about. But you would think that you would have an advantage if, which I do believe Trump will beat this and be president, and. He's going to be able to do so much more, and I know I just know he's going to take out Kumo definitely, a Homo the Como, whatever his name is. But uh, you'd think with Rudy and Trump both being New Yorkers, that they know about this mafia, and so they would probably be you know, pretty well equipped to take him out, right? Well, Rudy Giuliani, he uh, he fought the mafia way back in the days. I mean, uh, here here's an example of New York. Way back before Rudy Giuliani, you heard of the Bronx, right? If, if yeah. you were to talk about the Bronx way back in the 90s, it was one of the worst places to live. It was that scary. Then you heard of Brooklyn. Brooklyn's also one of the worst places. These names are, are scary names, Brooklyn, uh, the Bronx, and then uh, well, what's the other one that's really, really – well, just those two. Queens? But nowadays, Queens is another one too, yeah. But nowadays, when you hear Bronx, and Bro- Brooklyn is actually an art place now it's very high class so it's the Bronx it's uh it's it's not all parts of the Bronx is bad but there are a lot of good parts that are good now because Rudy Giuliani fought the mafia and cleared it out he really fixed uh New York now that uh, Cuomo is back I mean I don't know what the hell he's doing all these policies so I mean he's he got rid of this stop frisk thing and I, it just allowed a lot of criminals to get away with what they're doing. And New York is starting to become corrupt again, very, very bad now that Giuliani's gone. And I, I, I don't know what to say. I, the only thing I know and is Doesn't that it I make you mad to, when they disrespect this man like they're doing right now and they don't understand who he is and what he's done? I actually had a chance at a Sean Hannity show to sit in with two different episodes with uh, Trump and Rudy. And so I was right there by him. And that's the closest I can ever say, but it, it felt great just to be in a room with him you know it was awesome 
And because uh, I just have so much respect for Rudy Giuliani and what he's done with New York. And like, but the New York people, they understand. But these people yeah. disrespect him on TV, these little punk reporters and the way they talk to him. I want to slap some respect in the face, you know, throat punch him. Ooh, it makes me mad. I, I've never seen the media do this. But I, I've been watching uh, these uh, clips where they uh, the media is actually calling for Trump to get assassinated. I've seen clips where uh, one of the comedians had Trump's head cut off, and she's holding his head, like Trump's head, that's all filled in blood. I have never seen this. Before, like, it was like joking. Like, people would joke about how the president talks or how they walk or how they, their swag is. But I've never seen news reports of music or movies uh, uh, show actual murder of a president. Uh, you have I know, and it's like, that's okay. And they think it's okay. Yeah, okay. You know, that's not hate speech, yeah. right? And yeah. then they're like, hey, you know, they think that's okay to, to threaten to drag a president out of the United States, out of the, uh, the White House? I mean, that to me, they should be put before a firing squad for even threatening that. Yeah, isn't there that, like to a me, that's rule horrible. against that? Or, yeah, there should be. I think you there's think a rule so? against like that. Yeah. I mean, you have Robert De Niro talking about he wants to punch the guy. Uh, you got Cuomo talking about he wants – and who, uh, what's her name? Pelosi just recently said that she wanted to drag Trump out of the White House by his hair. Well, oh, that what bitch. The yeah, what a I mean, bitch. I don't know if – yeah, this is – I don't know what to say anymore. I, I, I personally think that the only way to do – to fight this is – you know, I, I don't want to go into the Civil War thing, but it just seems like that's the only way to really take care of this. The, the, they, they have showed themselves – I don't know. Well, I don't want to go into this. I think you're right to a certain extent there, caller, because uh, yep. uh, everything, uh, I mean, you can't trust the FBI. Look at their behavior over the last little Can't know what justice has been uh, exposed. The CIA has been exposed. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, and our Constitution allows for us to replace government should it become a What do you think? I don't think uh, you could describe what we're calling our government now as anything other than that. What do you think, caller? I think that this government has become has been tyrannical for a long time, but they hid themselves very well. You know, that they, they were hiding a lot of their actions. But now that Trump has came in, he exposed all of it. And I, you could say that now, the, uh, now that we see that this, this, uh, this, this, I'm talking about the United States. The you Great the Awakening. In the, yeah, the Great Awakening. And honestly, yes. the, coup, the coup has been, take, has been done a long time ago. But now we see it. And I, I agree with you. I, I hate to say this, but... And I hate to say this, but I think that we need it. We have to have some sort of fight of I don't I don't want to see war, but Look, I don't see any other, this is other a, way. This is a war. This is between good and darkness. This is light and darkness. This is God and the Satan. These are Luciferians, pedophilic Luciferians who do not want what's good. They want to kill us. This faith made war on us. Okay, they already made war on us, and now we're going to have to freaking defend ourselves. If we want our children to live in our way of life and our freedom to worship God, or, or you know what, uh, we need our constitution, and they are going to take all of this from us. So it doesn't matter what we want. They threw it in our lap. They've already it's a done deal. They stole 
the election. We have to fight. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. But you know what? We don't have a choice. We don't have a choice now. This is to the crunch bar. We're talking about in the next, you know, I'm thinking maybe even 90 days because if he does put some kind of martial law and uh, go after these uh, media people, then he may, he could uh, suspend the Constitution, right, and put martial law for like 100 days. So we could go all the way up till April maybe. Isn't that right? If he made us have a re-election and stuff. Uh, oh, I think I, I, uh, I think it is. Uh, it'll have to go to the Congress, and it'll be one state, uh, one vote per state. And I think we've got. <laughs> I think we can. No, I'm talking about if he remakes you, we do a paper ballot. If he goes more to the law, makes us do paper ballots and recount in person, which is run by the military, which is what I want. You know, I would like that very much because I think he needs to kick their ass, and you know, otherwise we're going to have a civil war. And these elections have to be redone. If this doesn't work in Congress, and every time, y'all, come on now, every time we count on the Supreme Court, every time we count on Congress, they screw us over. They, it's just like, you know, uh, Charlie Brown and Lucy's holding that ball, and she's like, I'm not going to pull it, Chuck, you know. And he runs, and he goes to kick the ball, and she pulls it out, and he falls. And that happens every time, every single time. Well, that's what this Congress keeps doing to us, so I'm like, I don't even want to get my hopes up. I'm ho- I do, and my discernment, a lot of people don't trust Pence, but my discernment always has trusted Pence. And so I think the Pence will do it, and I think that shit's going to hit the fan when that happens. You know, I think, it's, I think that's going to go down, and I think that uh, – I don't know. I don't know what, what's going to – what do you think, caller? What do you think is going to happen? Well, the, the way things are looking right, uh, right now, I, I forgot. It was some – is it in Texas? I think it's the Supreme <laughs> Court, uh, one of the so Supreme Court uh, – People in Texas wanted a succession, where he, where where we're dividing the states from uh, Democrats and Republicans. He wants this, and I yeah, think that's and the we're beginning stages. And and I think that's and the beginning agree. stages of a civil war. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's the beginning stages of a civil war. And then Trump today on, on live air was like, if if uh, if the bill is not passed, if this two hundred uh, two thousand dollar uh, Stimulus package for each individual is not passed, then I'm going to pass it. I forgot his exact words, but it was something along those lines. I'm going to pass it when I become president. And I, I think he, even if, if they put uh, uh, Biden as president, I think Trump is going to do exactly what you say, call martial law and just have his own way to it. And two presidents, are, are, are we can't have that. So what's going to happen? I think a civil war is going to have to be done. I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I, it's coming. I see that. Unless he does the executive order of 13848 and pulls in that executive order, which he signed in 2018, which gives him the right to go in without martial law and shut down these media companies because he can prove that he's there with China to overthrow the election. And the executive order clearly states that he can freeze all their assets, <laughs> so he could freeze like ABC, CBS, and Fox, and which would be a glorious day for America and the best Christmas present ever. And then he could go in and literally declare war. And I don't even think that from the people that I've been listening to, they don't think it's going to be a civil war. They say that it's it's not a civil war, like uh, 107 and, and other patriots I listen to. Um, they think they say that it's a uh, a uh, what do you call it? The a, a color revolution, 
and that the problem isn't a civil war. It's more of a, a revolution or a war against foreign actors like China. So they've got to look at it. It's like, look here, look here, look here, Russia. Don't look here, China. But so they're like, look here, look here, look here, civil war, civil war, civil war. But don't look here. What's really going on is that maybe it, it may be even bigger. It may be even bigger than what we're looking at. And so that was pretty alarming. Well, I was just listening to stuff the last few days about that from some pretty credible people and their different thoughts on that. And I concur. I I really know about China, about their uh, strategies, and they're evil. Well, yes, yeah. uh, they're very, very evil. And you've got to ask yourself, too. Uh, uh, we've talked about this on the show before, the uh, uh, troop movements, uh air traffic movements, where they're going, coming from, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, what possible reason can we have for having two battle groups sitting off our east coast and two off our west coast as far as the Navy goes? Uh, there's something there's something very, very big uh, that they're trying to keep us distracted from that's going on, I do believe. And uh, I think... And I think Trump's going to have to use the military to uh, move these guys because uh, anybody paying any attention whatsoever uh, should be able to see that Biden, uh, Harris, all these people, they're owned by China. China bought this election, and if they don't get their way, there's going to be problems. Uh, At least that's what I believe. That's what my intuition's telling me. Canada is not an ally of ours. Uh, we know for a fact uh, that there's at least 17,000 Chinese troops sitting on the northern border. Uh, this has been confirmed. And the minute that uh, this stuff is exposed, you know the Democrats are going to cry for the U.N. And China is going to come rolling in under the guise of being uh, part of the U.N down here and stuff and uh I mean I don't see I don't see any good outcomes to this. Not anything that any peace loving uh individual would want to see. So uh it's very precarious times we live in. Most interesting, uh kind of exciting but uh uh very precarious. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know if Trump can win this like legally. See that I I don't think I, I think they manipulated the Constitution so much where I, I don't think Trump could fight any other way. Uh, sorry, I just don't think that the only thing I think Trump has right now is the martial law. Uh, that that's the last thing that he has because every time he takes it to court, they just knock it out. I mean, he has evidence of fraud. He has evidence of all all this uh, corruption, but the Supreme Court just knocks it out. I don't think the law is on his side. They're manipulating it so that he doesn't uh, he he has no chance. It makes well, no damn got, sense. Well, you've got to remember, uh, and you made a valid point there. And uh, everybody listening needs to uh, understand what happened at the Supreme Court. The Chief Justice of the Supreme Court is John Roberts. He was put there by the Bush crime family. He's a globalist. Uh, We know they've got dirt on him, that he can be blackmailed. Uh, He's hurt the American people every chance he's gotten. Uh, 
what really outed him as to who and what he is uh, was when Obamacare hit the Supreme Court. Okay, so you can you can take this to the bank. I don't care what the case is, how much evidence there is. Uh, if it makes it to the Supreme Court, he will uh, he will turn it down. They will not act on it, or he will not make it to the Supreme Court. He is a Bush crime family globalist uh, controlled by the elitist. And but uh, to but to the caller, there is a legal chance to win it because when Trump goes in and they, when they go in and they count the uh, electoral college uh, votes, right? We have dueling. Uh, votes from from the states that didn't vote for Biden, and so they're still pulling for Trump. And not only besides that, but Pence is the president of the Senate, so uh, he, if he, no matter what they say, if he feels like it was a fraudulent vote uh, election, and he doesn't agree with that, then he can refuse to accept that Joe Biden's a president. And that's pretty much what he's already said he's going to do. Mm. And then is that when he goes to the state vote? Well, then it should go to the Congress. And I was like, well, that's not going to do us any good because I didn't understand exactly how that. But we, it is because we have thirty. We have thirty uh, well, states that are Republican. That's what I'm saying. And they have like eighteen. Yeah, twenty <laughs> something like that. The the Democrat majority. Uh, is inconsequential in this thing. Right. Each state gets only one vote. And don't quote me on this. I may be wrong, but I was the number that I was thinking is we control 32 uh, uh, of the states. 32 of the 32. states. Yeah. So if it comes down to a vote, the uh, congressional vote, uh, it should be over, and Trump will be our president. But here's the that's deal. Here's the deal. They know that's this. Provided the dirt they have on those congressmen isn't enough to turn their vote. But here's the deal. We know that, and they know that. They know that. They know that this is going to go down. They know that this is going up there. They know what the plan. Our plan is is to you know, have Pence, and then go and vote our stuff. They know this. So are they going to hit us before this happens? While he's still the president-elect, before that can even happen, and I would think tactically, or my strategy, I would, I would, I would hit before that happened because they know this is going to happen. Now it's interesting because we saw a bunch of military aircraft uh, a few weeks ago going into Nellis uh, uh, in uh, out in Vegas, out by Vegas in Nevada, and it was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of traffic that seemed to be bringing in shit tons of troops. Okay. So shit tons of troops. Now, today, there is a sniffer helo at Nellis also, which is something that actually picks up radiation. So there may be more going on than we even realize. And I had read an article where they had said that they would use the uh, sniffer probably – it said uh, – here, here's the article. Hang on a second. Uh, to conduct aerial surveys of radiation levels as part of security efforts ahead of the presidential inauguration on January 20th, the low-flying flights across the district will continue through November 6th at a rate about two per day. The agency wants to survey and update its radiation maps in the event of nuclear radia- uh, radiation attack. 
anyway, it went on to say that they would, you know, be doing it after the election. You know, things heated up, you know. And now we see one deployed over at Nellis, and it just makes you wonder what's really going on, you know. Is there a nuclear threat, possibly? Can I can I ask you guys this because I, I'm, I've been very scared recently. I, I gotta tell you, I'm I'm really scared. Uh, I, I'm not scared. I usually just sit back and let the presidents do their thing. Whoever gets elected, they're both the same. But I think Trump brought out too much, and uh, I I think they're not hiding anymore. And I, I fear that if Trump cannot win this presidency, and Biden and his cronies get their way. I think we are fucked. I think we it's are. It's terrifying. It's fucking terrifying. I can't even barely stand the thought. And if I was in New York, yeah. I would be petrified because I don't know where the hell you would go. You go up and you got California, you got cold Canada, you got horrible, you know, cold water there. You know, I mean, you're kind of locked up in there, and you know, and I mean, at least in Texas, we got a lot, uh, a little bit of space here. You know, but I don't. I don't know. I don't. I always had a horror. And you see those shows like Escape from New York, and you know, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, all the scary shows are always in New York, right? Even about that bug that gets in your eye, and they all turn into like zombies. That whole series, I loved it. I don't remember the name of it, but I watched it all. They were underground in uh, Central Park, and oh my god, it was horrible. Poor New York. So yeah, yeah. you know what movie I'm talking about? It was a series. Yeah, I think. <laughs> They get bugs in their eyes, and everybody in New York turned into, like, these zombie monsters. Oh, my God. It was, like, four seasons long. It was so good. Oh, my God. It was so good. But, yeah, it makes you scared yeah. of New York. Damn. Well, Definitely. I, my, my fear is this whole COVID thing right now. You know, and, and uh, once, I just got over this, it. Yeah. Oh, you, just, you had COVID? Yeah, I got it. Well, my uncle got it, and he, he had pre-existing Issues. He went in the hospital, ended up dying. Okay, but he had well lung problems previous. He gave it to my stepdad. He got it and gave it to my mom. My mom got real sick. Long story short, she ended up on a ventilator. She just got off about two weeks later off the ventilator, and she's still in really bad shape. And uh, I got uh, so my brother had COVID, and then I got it, and my sister got it, and then uh, my husband, my roommate, my daughter got it, and then. My uh, bro- other brother got it, and my other nephew got it. Now my cousins got it. So I mean, it's just like everywhere. We just had this huge epidemic in Bell County in Texas, and uh, it was just like I, I thought I had. I was shocked I had it. I thought I had just severe allergies, you know, and an earache. So I didn't really think I didn't think I had COVID. Can, can I ask you something serious? Uh, yeah. How healthy is your family? How, how healthy are they? Pretty are, healthy. Are you guys? Oh, you are healthy. Okay. I'm I'm a pretty healthy person. I work out. I, I take vitamins. I've been doing it for years, and I I personally don't think that this COVID thing is going to do anything for me. I think if I got it, I wouldn't even know. That's how healthy I am. Yeah, my but nephews I, and nieces that were a little bit younger, they didn't it, they didn't even know they had it. You know, it was just like a little. Uh, one day they might have had some sneezing or coughing, and that was it. You know, but now older. Yeah. I'm older. I'm 55. And I did feel it a little bit. It, I mean, I felt sick as hell, but I mostly had an earache, so I thought I had an ear infection. I had really bad allergies. It just felt like I had a super bad cold, you know. And my husband, he did pretty good. My roommate just was sniffling and coughing a little bit. So we think my daughter had it, and she didn't even hardly have any symptoms. So uh, I, I don't – now I'm immune to it, so I don't care. You know, they say you're not immune to it, but we are. President Trump said they told him – since he had corona, he's immune. So I believe Trump. I don't believe these bastards. I believe Trump. So I think I'm immune. 
But I, I'm well, just worried, and, and I would be terrified because if they get away with this, it's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the freaking world as we know it. You know, I mean, this is so. It's just I can't even stand the, to think of it. To be honest with you, that's probably why I'm always so positive. I just don't think it's going to happen, and I trust God, and I just don't believe it's going to happen. But if it happens, it's the end of the world as we know it. I don't, I don't know what more to say. It's just horrible. But I think we're going to win it. But this media, I want to see them put down like rabid freaking dogs. The way they talk about Sydney Powell now, that she's just conspiracy theorist, the way they attack Lynn with Christians, or that we're just rednecks and we're uneducated. I have three degrees. I know how to speak properly. I know how to write properly. I know how to dress properly. I just choose not to because I like to talk like a redneck because I think it's funny, all right? And <laughs> and I like to cuss because I, people don't want me to cuss, and so I'm a rebel, so I cuss because that makes me feel happy. I don't know. It's not because I don't have any other words to use. It's because I choose those words so they can kiss my rebel ass. You know, I, I get so tired of them insinuating, thinking that we're stupid. We're not stupid. We're God fearing oh. and they're satanic. Oh, uh, exactly. You know, uh, and that's uh, you know that's part of uh, uh, Alinsky's uh, ten rules for radicals. You know, is uh, you single out your enemy, you ridicule them. Uh, that sort of thing. That's like uh, what they were saying about our brothers who uh, just stood up there in Salem and uh, uh, won a strike for freedom by breaching the Capitol there and going in their constitutional rights and stuff. You know, uh, uh, and we're going to continue to be attacked. And in color, uh, there's a lot of people that feel the same way that you do, you know. Uh, look at AOC and those, uh, that herd over there. They're talking about uh, accountability list. That's something right out of uh, Nazi Germany. You know, uh, it's just uh, these people have lost their minds. They are so power hungry. And I agree with uh, Anne that uh, most of them are uh, Lutherans, uh, pedophiles, and, and, you know, uh, I think. I think God's given us a chance to get this right before he pulls down the final curtain on us. So, uh, you know, that's where we are. And you're right, it is terrifying to think uh, of where we're going to end up if uh, they win this thing. It's going to be ugly. Yeah. They have so much uh, control now. They have so much control now because of uh, this whole COVID thing. I mean, Biden, as soon as he becomes president, he's talking about locking down the country for another two uh, uh, months, another two months or something like that. And he's talking I know it's about crazy, as soon as right? you walk outside the house, you have to wear a mask. As soon as you walk outside the house, that makes no damn sense to me. And he hey, was talking uh, about if, to do that, it's going to help the economy. How does closing down the economy actually help it? It's ridiculous. And then this vaccine yes, thing, I'm not even going to talk Sorry about that. Hang on a second. Hey, caller. Welcome to Wolfpack Radio. Yeah, hi. Hi. Um, let I'm me, taking a look uh, at your get, description. I'm going to get right with you. I'm taking a look at your you, but let me, Oh, boy. Let me let this guy finish uh, saying what he was saying before I cut him off. Uh, the first caller, if you can go ahead and okay. when I cut you off, I'm sorry. Finish what you were saying. Yeah, so uh, this is what I see. When Biden becomes president, of course we're going to have a – a, a, a month to two months lockdown. We're going to see the economy, like everything's going to, prices are going to go up because this green deal is going to increase the gas prices. And when gas prices go up, everything goes up. And then we got the vaccine coming. That, I mean, forced. 
I, that just it's just it's a huge mess coming if Biden wins this, and that's my it's fear. It's gonna be horrible. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna be horrible. Well, let me see what this new. Uh, if, if you can stay on the line, I'm really enjoying you uh, being. Uh, you're a great caller. I call in every show. As far as I was concerned, but let me see what this other uh, caller has to say real quick. Let me unmute him. Hang on one second. Hey, caller. So, uh, what's going on? Thank you for calling. Yeah. Is that Tilly talking? Yeah, that's too. The last uh, call I was talking. Tilly. This is Joe. Hey, Joe. What's up? Oh, hey, Joe. Hey, Tilly. Hey, Joe. Hey, there, yeah. I called into your show about three or four times. Yeah. Okay. No wonder, and Tilly usually calls into. Uh... Yeah. Here's my question. Okay. Um, I was on your description page. And it's talking about how uh, Trump wants a rally out there around January 6th or so. So some people have said that it, um, they, he needs about 10 million people. My question is, what good is that going to do? I don't know, uh, I mean, honestly. Look back in, look back in uh, recent history. Uh, take a look at what Iceland did to uh, take their country back. Uh, uh they demanded that corrupt uh, politicians uh, step down. Uh, bankers were arrested. Politicians were arrested. Uh, they took their country back uh, by just a show of, uh, when I say force, I'm not talking about violence. Just a show of force of the people standing together in unity. And uh, they took their country back peacefully. And that, uh, you can hear about that? Iceland. What country was this? Iceland. Iceland did it that way? Well, if they did it that way, then they probably had something already in motion. Um, Ten million people showing, because in my opinion, uh, the way, uh, the point we're at now, with the caged animals asking the um, correctional guards to please let us out. They're not going to do that. So that's why I asked the question. It will show support for Trump, but I want Trump to stay in office. And if it's by January 6th, then presumably he's being recertified. I mean, he's not being recertified, and Biden will come in as the next president. And I think uh, people... I think you will see a... Uh, I think you will see a... I don't think, uh, let me just phrase it like this. I don't think the American people are going to stand for that with everything that's been seen. And I think that uh, the American people are going to step up and do what's necessary to remove these corrupt officials. My, 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 well, my yeah, I mean, what are we going to do, really? I mean, what can we really do? I mean, we train with militia all the time, but, I mean... What good is that going to do us in, in at the Capitol? You know, we don't have our team. I mean, what are we really going to do? Because um, I want to do something. We tried. We tried to do the common law grand jury for the state of Texas. We all got well, together. We all signed know, papers. We did everything right, right and right. it never went anywhere. Well, I think uh, I think a lot of people are missing the point on this. I think it's just going to be a big Trump rally or uh, show support. Uh, and that sort of a thing And I think they got the wrong uh, frame of mind On that because They're in peasant mode Oh we've got to 
there that are way beyond that point. Okay. Let's and, see. We got uh, another caller. I, th- I think. I think we need to. I think people need to think more. Seventeen seventy six. Well, I'm not let me grab this there. caller, uh, Gunny. Okay. Oh, scared them off. They ran. It looked like a New York call, too. I'm here. I'm here. Do you hear me? Oh, okay. Oh, I guess we lost Joe. Okay. Hey, hi, mm, Yeah, you. I'm still Joe. I'm still okay, Joe. Okay, hey, Joe. But my <laughs> okay. Uh, messed up. Okay. Hi. I'm Joe Joe, Joe, too. All right. So, why is it every time I come on the show, which is about three or four times, you got to play that horror music? I know how. You, I know why. You explained it before, but okay, no problem. I think it's funny. So, going back to my funny. question. Yeah, I keep thinking that I'm the creature from the Black Lagoon because that's what I think they played in that movie <laughs> when okay, uh, you know he came out of the. I'm gonna download different music for when you call, so that you have your own little little tune when you call. I'm gonna write your number down. Ah, that that's way. okay. Man, I'm going to play the Godfather. Put the Godfather one up there. <laughs> That'll be a good one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'll do yeah, my Al Pacino one. impression. Okay, okay. I'm going to do so, the Godfather one. My question. Call. I've got your number wrote down. Oh, don't write it down. Don't worry about it. Don't don't even worry about it. Um, okay. Here's to Ann and, and to the host. Uh, my question again before my app got temperamental. Is this... You said Iceland took the country back that way, the way that uh, Trump is hoping that, um, I guess, that he'll be the president. um, Activities had to have been set in motion in order for them, the legislators or whoever was causing their particular um, island, their particular nation, to become corrupt. Um, So they had to stop it because if, if we appeal to the legislators now, we already know the legislators have no spine. They're the ones that are permitting the corruption. Okay? So showing up and, and saying, because I've heard pundits say, if you show up, this will put pressure on the legislators. I don't see how this is going to put as much pressure on the legislators as the pressure they're already feeling from supposedly Antifa and Black Lives Matter if they don't go along with them. I've heard that these people are afraid of Molotov cocktails landing inside their house. Well, so you like know, uh, that, uh, mm-hmm. I would strongly suggest that they get afraid of us. That's what I would do. <laughs> because uh, if, if it comes to that, we're going to bring stars. And I'm telling you right now, if only if of the public would be willing to stand against this tyranny. That would be uh, like uh, 12 times the largest standing army in the world. Not not a sophisticated mm-hmm. army uh, or anything like that, but uh, you got to remember uh, a bunch of farmers uh <laughs> A bunch of farmers and uh, traders uh, beat the uh, most powerful army in the world back in 1776. Yeah, after man, that was the War of Attrition. That was when Washington lost every battle except the last one. I think yeah. you're being a little bit too optimistic. If it was up to me, if I, I was a betting man 
and 5% of the population took up their guns up against the military, I'd bet on the military. So I don't I'm going to hope uh, it's not going to come to that. Well, I don't think, I don't think the uh, Hey, can I just say one thing? I've yeah. always thought that an EMP would be the only way that we would actually be able to beat a military force unless they were coming in from uh, outside force and coming in with equipment that actually worked. And then we would have nothing, and they would have something, and then we'd be screwed. But if we ever had to go against our own military, we would never – and you know from their equipment, if our equipment was taken out, we would be so screwed. If they had fortified their stuff where you know, it didn't fry up. But that would be about. We'd have to have an equalizer because of their technology. It's really hard. But I mean, if shit hits the fan, then the only option we have is guerrilla-style warfare. From my belief, I've studied well, guerrilla you know, war, about yeah. wars. Yeah, that's the only way we would You're be right. able to survive. Really, like the Red Dawn is a really excellent uh, example of that. You know. Well, movies are movies. And people with limited ammo and AR-15s are going to go out of ammo in an hour versus a military with tanks, water guns, solar, um, solar guns, particle ray beams, helicopters, and jets. As the Marines say, hope is not a plan. So well, unless we definitely got numbers. Uh, but, uh, but no, no, you're thinking that the whole uh, entire military is going to turn against and fire on uh, American citizens. And I think that's where uh, a lot of people are going to be surprised. Uh, I've got friends that are still active duty and stuff like that. And they said, yeah, there's a percentage that would follow your order. But the uh, majority would not. And I think you'd have uh, that problem eliminating itself before it ever came on the American. People, so that's just my thought. No, that would be uh, good. My, well, let's see what Tully. Let's see if Tully has uh, anything to say. We've been kind of ignoring him. Tully, you still there? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I kind of want to agree, but I, I, I totally disagree. I, I mean, the media's got so many people brainwashed nowadays. I, I think the military, they're, they're individuals as well. And uh, I mean, right now it just seems like there's two sides. There's the Democrats and the Republicans, and they got people so brainwashed. I'm pretty sure the military has a lot of individuals that are brainwashed. And then they, they tell them, these Trump supporters right here are racist. They hate niggers. They hate, they, they hate you. They call you niggers and chink and all this type of stuff. They need to be killed. And it snaps in them, that's right. We're doing good by killing these people. And, and I, I, I want to agree and say, you know, that the military is a, a good Christian military. They, they, they worship God, but... I, I'm sorry. We live in 2020 right now, and I truly believe God doesn't exist anymore in this society. No, I mean, it doesn't feel like it. Let me tell we're you. surrounded by Luciferians, you know. No. But we, but He does exist, and I hope <laughs> to God that He fights for us. <laughs> we need Him right now, really big time. God well, yeah, we do. Him. But the thing it, is, you know, Joe brought up Joe brought up a good point too uh, with the military, but. Uh, uh, and uh, our other calls and stuff too. Like I said, I still have uh, I still have people that are active, uh, really close to them and stuff like that. And uh, the military as a whole will not turn on the American people. I, I can tell you that. 
I, I, I want to agree with you. I really want to agree with you. But from what I see these days, I mean, I, I, when I say that God doesn't exist, God exists. But the majority of people these days are not going to church. They're not listening. There's no foundation anymore. There's no foundation to, to, of, of a righteousness among these people. Well, what do these people, if there's no God, then what is there as their foundation? Science. And what is science? Survival of the fittest. So to, in their eyes, there's no right or wrong. It's either we kill these guys and we survive, or if we don't kill them, we die. And there's no right or wrong in this scenario. And that's what I fear these days. That's my biggest fear. And that's why I say the, the military is full of individuals now where, where they don't know right or wrong. They just follow orders. And if the well, order comes I'm out, done. kill. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, you're fine. I'm sorry. I just, uh, 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 having served for as long as I did and been part of uh, some other things uh, where the DOD was concerned and stuff, uh, <clears throat> I know it's hard to believe, but uh, trust me, uh, and I don't know uh, what else to tell you there, but uh, the military as a whole will not turn against the American people. I have, there is absolutely no doubt whatsoever in my mind about that part of it. Uh, and, and, be, and he I is a Marine. Uh, Gunny's a Marine. Uh, he's a combat vet. And, uh, so he's a real deal. <laughs> I know him personally. I, I, I understand. <laughs> and you seem like, I'm sorry, you seem like you were, you're older. You're from a generation before. And, and my thing is this generation now is different from the generation before. The generation before went to church. That's true. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you went to church and uh, God was a big thing in in that generation. But in this generation now, God doesn't exist in this generation. In terms of people going to to church and 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 uh, reading and believing in God. I think the majority of people these days don't believe in God and without that foundation there's no uh, emphasis on wrong or right. It's just emphasis on order. If this is what you're told to do, you have to do it. There's no morality anymore. Uh, I, I hear your voice, and you seem like you're from a different generation now. And, and that's my point. I don't believe in the generation now as has a moral uh, foundation in them to know the difference between right or wrong. Well, okay, two wow, I'm going to disagree That's fascinating. Thank you for I'm saying gonna, that. I'm gonna uh, you're saying, I'm gonna disagree with Tuli like I do on Saturdays. Tuli <laughs> and I go on the same show on Saturdays. Here's the thing: I'm an agnostic, and um, you don't have to be a Christian or a Jew or a non-radical Muslim to believe in morality. I know more Christian atheists than I do Bible-thumping Christians who actually practice Christianity. But that that being said, that's another show for you know for religious uh, foundations. Here's the thing: um, um, the male host. Um, what what is your name? He's Danny, and I'm it, Hurricane, it, so it's my show, and I am a Christian, Bible thumping Christian from the the What did you need to know there, Joe? Well, why wouldn't you want to tell me? People want to know my name when I get on the show. <laughs> oh, well, you call me. You call me. Uh, never mind. Russ, you know, I just I've heard him. I've heard 
All right. The thing is, okay. unless you know yeah, the could. generals in the Pentagon, okay, does, doesn't matter. Unless you know the leading generals in the Pentagon um, who are willing to stand up against the 80 retired generals who are against Trump and the traitors in the military, then um, I, I would think you're optimistic. I would like to be optimistic, but we've gotten down to the two seconds before midnight. We only have a yeah. few weeks. And as, Powell, and as Powell said herself today, she doesn't understand why Trump doesn't invoke the National Emergency Act that he signed in 2018, which, gave, which gives him all kinds of powers. He could have um, taken those Dominion machines under control, had them audited, showed the American people the kind of proof that, he was, that he's been thing. talking about. We're asking the same thing. Hey, let me get this caller. Oh, really? Okay. okay. Hey, caller. Hello? Hey, hey how you I'm doing? Gonna let, uh, hey, I'm great. I'm going to let Joe finish what he was saying. I had to cut him off to answer you, but I'll get right back to you as soon as he's finished. Okay, point, great. Okay? Yes. Okay, go ahead, Joe. Okay. Yeah, thanks. So the thing is, is that um, uh, if you were asking the same thing, I'm hoping he comes in on his uh, on his horse like the cavalry and saves America, and I'm hoping that he'll be like Marcus Aurelius and, and give up power. However, I have heard from people, as I think you called the, the male host, Jen. Um, Jenny. Somebody who is Jenny. Jenny Somebody Jenny. who's supposedly Jenny. involved. It, Jenny? <laughs> no. Jenny, Gunny. like okay. a gun. In the middle Gunny, oh, the like morning. a gunny. Right, a gunny. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a, somebody serving the service as a gunny sergeant. Okay. He was so, a gunny sergeant. Here's the thing. Okay, cool. Uh, the thing is, is that um, somebody who supposedly has been on the inside is saying that Trump um, is going to do it. And he's going to serve for eight years. And he won't do Yay. it by invoking martial law. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not for that. I'm a Trump supporter, but I'm not a Trump coach. Another show, another he's show, another show. four years. Okay. So he's going to serve eight years. I, I don't like it. But I'm hoping that Trump, as opposed to the communism, which is at our, um, at our back door, I'll take Trump. Okay, now right, let the caller too. come in. Um, yeah, let me get him. Okay, thank you, Joe. If you, okay. Oh, it's a pleasure. Sure. <laughs> hey, caller, so you had to wait. Yeah, my name's Nathan in Orlando. I got some things that are along the lines of what you guys are saying. I'd like to get my therapy on. Um, okay. You know, you one of one of the callers there was saying something about the the two <laughs> generations here. Here's something about the Civil War generation and our generation. This country was founded on not everybody, but for the most part, people coming here for religious uh, religious freedom. So both sides after the Civil War, brother against brother, was over. It took generations for reconciliation to happen because both sides had roots in God and the Bible, and and so we had that. Today, what we got is we got. One side that isn't devout God, but they 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 are devout church, and and they're if if they were really doing what they say they believe, the culture wouldn't look as it be in this situation. But 
But but it's a group. One side wants to go back to God, and and the other side was raised in two, going into three generations of of the education system, which is socialism, or it's been going towards that. And I'll I'll give you a good example of this. I just heard a joke recently, and I really liked it. And this this is a pulse on the culture. Here's what the joke said. The joke said you you've heard about the three wise men and you know in the Jesus story at Christmas time on the three wise men there was actually four wise men but the fourth wise man got turned away because he was bearing gifts of fruit cake. Okay, now that that's a funny joke, but I I've told that to several people. I'm 60 years old, and I can talk to people near or around or not too far off from my age, and they laugh. But I'm hearing people like, what? They they, they don't get it. Uh, it's like I'm, I'm like I talked to a guy I work with today, and I told him that joke. And he's like, "What?" I said, "How old are you, man?" He said, "39." I said, "You don't you you're not familiar with the nativity scene and the three wise men that came to visit Jesus at his birth?" And he's like, "No." I'm like, "Okay, there it is. There it is. We got a generation that doesn't that is religiously or philosophically or however you want to say it, we're we're complete opposite ends. And this is what is so scary about our times." If we have a civil war, not like one of, just like one of the guys said, there's going to be soldiers that are going to have a hard time uh, taking commands to, to fire on on American uh, uh, citizens. But but what we got is we got two sides that whatever it looks like afterwards, one side has to completely subjugate the other side because there is no reconciliation after one. One side wins and they're gonna they're gonna do what they do. And there's not going to be any, hey, man, I'm sorry, because of where we're coming from in our roots, our, our religious or what do you some want to say, philosophical roots. So that that is my big thing. Um, I'll tell you one thing, and this is my opinion, and then and then I'll let you go unless you got any more opinions or, or advice or anything towards me. President Trump has been more constitutional – He's been been the very founders that signed the documents and gave it to us. And 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 the reason I can say that is the founders founded gave us our documents under the pressure of war. It, they they had to cut a lot of corners, like people couldn't vote because they weren't taxpayers. And and I can appreciate that, but they should have amended the constitution. And then women didn't get their rights to vote. The white man, for the first time in the first 14th Amendment, got the right to vote. But just like the black man that got his right, he they couldn't vote because they, they had to pay a poll tax. And they, they back then they were poor people. They were farmers living from day to day uh, to survive, most of them, and, uh, except for in the bigger cities. So, uh, you know, um, God has blessed America, uh, but I think that it's possible we are fixing to change. Uh, to another form of government, and it'll most likely be socialism, which eventually lead to communism. All this stuff that is happening in the streets, that is not just the people, the younger people from, I would guess, probably about 45 and under that, that thinks like this. It is fueled by other militaries. Other militaries are in China, Russia. They're involved in this. 
They're involved in promoting it. And a lot of these people, I was in the military, served under three presidents. I'm watching the way these guys in the streets are doing. Uh, these these guys got military training. They're not, whether they're from here or they're not, they have, these people are working. To, anybody, you get some, some old, old soldiers, they'll see some of the tactics they're using. I like saw the tactics. The I saw the earpieces and going down on their knee and, Pulling their rally, I saw what I saw. I watched them, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, these guys have yeah. military training," you know. But yeah. real quick, uh, you had, had an excellent point. But before I, I'm going to keep forgetting to say this, I want to go, real quick go back to Tully. What he said about the younger generation—that was maybe the most profound thing that's actually been said on this entire segment tonight. Because what he said is the brutal truth. And if we're going to win a war, or we need to know, you know, who all who all the players are. And our generation is completely different than a lot. I'm not going to say all of them because I have, you know, I know some good, really great kids, but for the most part, they really are a godless generation, and it's totally different. And if you're a Bible temper like me, we believe also in like this is a, a war against good and evil, and that's what I believe. And I believe people that are godless too may be opened up to demonic attack and. So that gives them even more strength and power than some of these people. So that's really scary, if you ask me. So, you know, can, can I jump in here and acceptable to that? Can I jump Go in ahead, here real quick? Us. So, so please hear me out, okay? What I'm going to say is okay. very weird right now, okay? But I don't believe America is a free country. I don't think it ever was a free country, and I don't think any one of us wants America to be a free country. You see, if it was a free country, I could take a gun, my gun in the streets and just blow everybody's head off and say, I did it, and it would be okay. That's not Why? Freedom. Because it's a free – hold on, freedom. hold on. I know, hold on one second and say it's okay. Why? Because it's a free country. But America is not a free country. It's something better. And it's, it, what it is is it's a just country. There's justice in this country. And where is the justice comes from? The foundations of justice is the Bible. You understand? Here's an example. Thou shalt not kill. That's why we have a system that will not allow us to kill one another. It's the foundation, the root of this country is the Bible itself. Now, with the Democrats, they're destroying that. They're destroying the Bible, the concept of the Bible. They allow homosexuality, for uh, example. I mean, I don't know if you guys watch TV a lot, but there are television shows aimed at children these days, like Supergirl. If, if you watch Supergirls, there's transvestites on there, there's homosexuality. It's a big thing. There's the, the show The Flash, Superman, all these kids' cartoon shows or, or uh, TV shows aimed towards children are telling them it's okay to be homosexual. It's okay to be a transvestite. And, and when these kids come out and say, okay, I, I'm a homosexual, but the Bible says it's, a, it's not right. So, so what do these kids say? That I don't want to be part of the Bible. I don't want to. I don't want to believe in the Bible because I'm gay, and most of my friends are gay. So the Bible is wrong. So they push out the Bible right away, and that's. Can I respond to him? Yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, I agree. I agree pretty much with everything you said, but but one thing you you didn't mention. Uh, this falls at the feet of the church. The church. Um, is the one that dropped the ball. A lack of uh, a lack of, of of salt is is going to produce rot. Uh, let me give you a real quick uh, real quick on this. In the early set, well, it happened way before that. After World War II, okay, the war for us was over. We came back home. The soldiers came back home. They're building the country with the technology they learned from the military. Uh, they got their first car, their first TV. 
uh, they're, they're buying their first home. Life is good. We, we, we thank God for that. But, but meanwhile, we got people in education and psychology reaching the young people. And then out of a result of that, we have the sexual revolution from it was behind the scenes in the 50s and then the 60s. This stuff happens. The church was not able to d- debate. It was all about teaching, preaching, and, and cre- uh, yelling at people for not doing the right thing. But, but that was the result. In the 1970s, this is what happened. There was a lot of things being promoted, and we've seen it in entertainment. We had the, the Brady Bunch, a single mother with her children, a bus, and they, they you know, everything seemed to be look great. And then, and then we got the Brady Bunch. Uh, that was the part of the family. The Brady Bunch was a, a, a divided, you know, a, a, a blended family. Everything was wonderful. The worst problem on earth got settled in 30 minutes. And we're being educated on that. At the same time, we're being told, if you're not happy with your spouse, it's best for the children to separate. And they had no science to prove that in history. And then men started leaving their wives, mostly for younger, skinnier models. And the women didn't have any, their whole life was their husband, their children, and their home. And then all of a sudden, you got this depressed mother. We had a depression that hit uh, um, America that there was no psychologist. No, the pastors weren't equipped to do to deal with these these stressed out kids. And 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 uh, and, and guess what? And, and I could go on and on, but I'm gonna tell you where we let us. They let us, uh, the, the church let us down. The church sees the need to get politically involved. So let me right. interrupt uh, Nathan. I want to inter- Nathan. I want to interrupt you and Tulia because you, Danny and Gunny have only got three minutes left. So I want to invite oh. both of them to come to the to, to come to the same show that you and Tuli go to on Saturdays and I to. If you guys are doing nothing, Gunny and um, Ann, on Saturdays. You can go to the show. It's called Beyond the Mainstream. It's a conservative show at 9, 9 p.m. Both Nathan and Tuli show up there fairly often. I show up there fairly I'm often. I'm going to write and this down. I'm writing this down. Okay. That's down. Nathan, you show up there all the time. You show up there all Is the time. Is it on Blog Talk? Yeah. I'm writing it down talk? on my schedule. Yeah, it's on Blog Talk. It's on Blog Talk. Yeah. Black Talk? Beyond yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Sun Block Talk Saturdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, beyond the mainstream. If you want, I can give you the phone number because uh, Tui shows up there all the time. I show up there all the time. Nathan, you show up there every once in a while. Too. Yeah, I know, but I'm going. I'm just making sure I'm putting this on my schedule in case something comes up. Like I can say I got an appointment. But we got to save okay, America. We're going to do it by our mind. Yeah, you're right. Some people confuse you with a guy named John Doe. I'm one of them, but I presume you're not no, John no, Doe. No, no, I'm not John Doe. Have to, no. Have to listen. Okay. So, well, listen, guys, and, we, got, uh, uh, yeah. we have uh, one minute left, so I just wanted to tell everybody thank you so much for calling in. I, I always get nervous taking callers because I never know what I'm going to get, but uh, I've had such great luck uh, here lately, and I really enjoyed uh, Joe's been calling in a lot. Totally thank you for calling in tonight. I, Really interested, and I would, wouldn't mind doing just a whole entire show on what you said about the different gener- the difference in the generation because that's extremely profound. But uh, anyway, thank you all. Pray for our president. Pray for Sidney Powell. Pray for Lindsay. Pray for our country. Pray for my mama and my nephew Nick who are in the hospital in critical condition. So his name is Nick. Uh, appreciate Hello. it. And you got thirty seconds. Go ahead. Hope he gets well. Uh, all right. 
Do you want to show up? Do you want to come? Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, give me the uh, number. You got it? Yeah, I'll give it to you now. It'll take a second for me to get it. It's 347. Wait a minute. Uh, go ahead, because it's going to take me a minute to get it. Go ahead with what you were going to say. I can Google it. We're off. Okay. Hang on a second. Are you still there, Joe? You can hear me, but we're offline. 347, what? Right. 347-324-924. 347. No, 347-324. Then 3752. I'm sorry. You cut out the whole time, Joe. I'm so sorry. I was you were cutting out real bad on me. All I have is three four seven. All right, three four seven three two four three seven five two. Okay, it's uh, three four seven. And we can continue this discussion. Okay. Right, and we can continue this discussion on his show because he would not mind at all if you guys came in and we and we took this up. Okay. Well, I want to close with I want to close with saying thank you guys. For challenging people's minds, that because after that, whoever gets the mind gets the heart. Thank you for what you do. So how's the show sounding? I'm kind of getting over my anxiety a little bit. I was having a real bad anxiety broadcasting, but that must sound pretty good. Y'all calling in, so that's good. Okay. Yeah. Hey, listen. Yeah. You said you were a Bible thumper, ma'am. You said yeah. you were a Bible thumper. Go read us Ecclesiastes 11:5. I sure will. All right, guys. Well, man, yeah. thank y'all for calling in. God it's bless y'all. Pleasure. Joe, Joe, good to hear from you. Yeah. It's been a little bit. Uh, hope you're doing well out there, man, and y'all all have your Merry Christmas now. You too. Every, all four of you. Tully, Nathan, Adam, Danny. Yes. Merry Christmas and be safe. Be safe. Yes, right, Merry Christmas. Goodbye. Yeah. Good night. Bye-bye.